1: A healthy and happy you.
2: Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group.
1: With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. He
0: invited the Super Bowl champs to the White House, but then President Trump thought better of it. The defending NFL champion Eagles were scheduled to be honored in a White House ceremony, but President Trump has disinvited the team in a dispute over whether players must stand during the national anthem. In a written statement, the president said the Eagles wanted to send a smaller delegation, but the 1,000 fans planning to attend the event deserve better. Instead, he announced that the fans are invited to a different ceremony that will honor our great country and loudly and proudly play the National Anthem. Greg Clugston, Washington. Eight states holding primaries today, Democrats and Republicans from Montana to Alabama, Mississippi to New Jersey, choosing nominees up and down the ballot to face off in November, California among the states holding primaries today. On Wall Street, the Dow is down about 17 points. This is SRN News.
2: What does wellness mean to you? Is it organic, fresh, or grass-fed? Is wellness strength training or flexibility? Is it aging well, work-life balance, quality health care? The word wellness is broad and subjective. Our goal at Wellness Radio 1570 is to simplify these sometimes complex topics to bring you a fun and informational radio station. We are Wellness Radio 1570, helping you to reach your personal goals. Find us online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com.
0: It's a Tuesday. That means a live edition of Like It Matters Radio here on Wellness 1570. Mr. Black is next. And the number to join the conversation in the show, 651-289-4466. 651-289-4466. Your forecast from the Eagle Wellness Studios today. Sunshine, very summer-like with a high in the low 80s. Enjoy.
3: Montessori, an educational model that is founded on the premise that all children are natural learners with curiosity. Hand-in-hand Christian Montessori specializes in one-to-one learning instead of one-size-fits-all. Call 651 784 7988 or go to hihcm.org.
0: Good day. Welcome to our show. We are here celebrating with Premier Pool and Spa because they're celebrating the nicer weather with what else? A huge hot tub sale. Yeah, what was with this weather? Hot one day, cold the next, snow then, then rain. I don't know what's coming or going. That's why it has never been a better time than to have a hot tub or an all water pool from Arctic Spa. Yeah, why would I want to sit in a hot tub in this heat? I can't believe you. You are in control of the temperature. So if you want the water cool, it's cool. If you want the water warmer, that's fine too. So in the summer, I can have a cool tub, and in the winter, I can have a hot tub. <laughs> I get it, eh? You're pretty smart. We all need to have quality products in Minnesota because of the harsh climate. It isn't only the really cold, but also the really hot that can make an outside product fall apart. Yeah, cold to hot in record time, just like this weather. So if you're looking at hot tubs or swim spas, have a look at the Arctic spas. Visit Premier Pool and Jan Asin today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously
1: pro-life across america the billboard people i'm sure glad you're my sister Addie. yep you're my best buddy mom says you were their little surprise what would we do without you wow well, you'll probably get your own gum yeah that's true but you're worth it hello my
3: name is carrie i work with pro-life across america the billboard people If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible.
1: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, to build our people.
0: Expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired?
4: Your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black, and woo! So much going on in the world of Mr. Black. So much going on in your world, and so much going on in the world. You know, so that's what's so cool uh, about this radio show. You know, we get to spend an hour a day uh, working on ourselves. You know, reflecting, reminding. Uh, recalibrating, lots of re, 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 re. You know, every day we wake up, it's a great day to be alive. Every day we wake up, uh, it's another opportunity to be who we're called to be. Every day uh, we come to this radio station from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time in most markets uh, to 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 be the change that we want to see in, uh, in this world. And so I'm so honored, so glad that you are joining us. Uh, and today... Uh, we're going to talk about the Hippocratic Oath. You know the Hippocratic Oath. For for those of you who don't know, the uh, the Hippocratic Oath is an oath historically taken by physicians. Uh, and when I was doing some research on this, it is one of the most widely known of Greek medical texts in its original form. By the way, it requires a new physician to swear by a number of healing gods to uphold specific ethical standards. It's incredible. So again, Hippocratic Oath. I got this from Wikipedia. Uh, the oath written by Hippocrates is still held sacred by physicians to treat the ill to the best of one's ability, to preserve a patient's privacy, to teach the secrets of medicine to the next generation, and so on. And uh, as I was looking at this, it's very interesting. Uh, I want to read you the Hippocratic Oath as it was original, classic version of the Hippocratic Oath. I swear by Apollo, physician, and Asclepius, uh, and Hygieia and Panacea and all the gods and goddesses, making them my witness that I will fulfill according to my ability and judgment, this oath and this covenant. It's interesting. It goes through a lot of, uh, about uh, taking care of, about not using the knife certain ways, about what to do with medicine. Uh, but the, the, the classical version was translated from Greek uh, by Ludwig Eidelstein, Uh, And it was done in 1943. But there's a modern version of the Hippocratic Oath. It was written in 1954 by Luis Lasagna. No kidding, Luis Lasagna, what a cool name. Dean of School of Medicine at Tufts University. And let me share with you the modern version of the Hippocratic Oath. I have a lot of friends that are doctors, a lot of graduates that are doctors. Uh, And here's what they swear to. I swear to fulfill to the best of my ability and judgment this covenant. I will respect the hard-won scientific gains of those physicians in whose steps I walk and gladly share such knowledge as is mine and those who are to follow. I will apply for the benefit of the sick all measures which are required, avoiding these tw- those tr- tr- twin traps of over-treatment and therapeutic ni- ni- nihilism. I will remember that there is art to medicine as well as science, and that warmth, sympathy, and understanding may outweigh the surgeon's knife or the chemist's drug. I will not be ashamed to say I know not, nor will I fail to call in my colleagues when the skills of another are needed for a patient's recovery. I will respect the privacy of my patients, for their problems are not disclosed to me that the world may know. Most especially must I tread with care in matters of life and death. If it is given me to save a life, all thanks, but it may also be within my power to take a life, This awesome responsibility must be faced with great humbleness and awareness of my own frailty. Above all, I must not play at God. I will remember that I do not treat a fever chart, a cancerous growth, but a sick human being whose illness may affect the person's family and economic stability. My responsibility includes those related problems if I am to care adequately for the sick. I will prevent disease whenever I can, for prevention is preferable to cure. I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to all my fellow human beings, those sound of mind and body as well as the infirm. If I do not violate this oath, may I enjoy life and art, respected while I live and remembered with affection thereafter. May I always act so as to preserve the finest traditions of my calling and may I long experience the joy of healing those who seek my health. You know, there's there's very few relationships similar to a family doctor, a patient a relationship. I mean, if you think about it, when you have a doctor, a family doctor, someone that's been your family, someone you've seen for years, I mean, you tell them everything, or most everything. You tell them fears, you tell them desires, you tell them what you eat, what you drink, you tell them the times you cheated here or cheated there. Some of you don't do that. But there's supposed to be that trusting relationship, kind of like an attorney-client privilege. You know, you're supposed to be able to tell your attorney anything, and you, you can't uh, indict yourself. You can't. Uh, that's why there's such a protection on the client-attorney privilege, because there needs to be that trust, that you can speak the truth, that you can open your heart, that you can do that. The same thing with a, with a pastor, with a minister. That's why, again, when you go to a confession, I'm not Catholic, and I don't believe I need to go to a man to ask forgiveness. I believe I got a clear line to God himself. Uh, when Christ was crucified, the, the curtain was ripped in two, kind of like you pick a, a big phone book. You see a strong man ripping a phone book in two. Uh, same thing with the curtain that separated the Holy of Holies uh, from the holies uh, that allowed everybody access to God. So there is this special privilege with a priest uh, and a uh, and a person who's, confessing and that's supposed to be protected uh, by law as well see those relationships of trust and the reason i'm covering the topic today is the hippocratic oath is is trust is about commitment and i'm going to suggest that uh, that trust and we're going to go into this in detail you don't have to take my word for it is more of an attitude than a skill being a person of your word is more of an attitude than a skill It's it's kind of like you know when you have a cat you know it's going to meow why because it's a cat Uh, when you have a dog uh, you can beat it all you want you can muzzle it all you want I'm not saying you should do that please don't hear that please don't send me letters uh, promoting cruelty to animals and never I don't want to hurt a single creature but a dog barks because of the dog a bird sings a bird chirps because of the bird kind of reminds me of the poem by uh, Eben Eugene uh, Rexford sorry called Robin Singing in the Rain Last night I heard a robin singing in the rain, and the raindrops patter made a sweet refrain, making all the sweeter the music of the train. So I thought when trouble comes as trouble will, why should I stop singing just beyond the hill? It may be that sunshine floods the green world still. He who faces the trouble with a heart of cheer makes the burden lighter if there falls a tear. Sweeter is the cadence in the song we hear. I have learned your lesson, bird with spotted wing. Listen to your music with its tune of spring. When the storm cloud darkens, it's the time to sing. And ladies and gentlemen, today we want to talk about this word hypocrite. You know, it's an interesting word, and we're going to go into some definitions. Because What brought it on is I was reading uh, an article by Peggy Noonan, and she said, quote, I have been thinking about trust. All the polls show and have for some time. What you already know, America's trust in its leaders and institutions has been falling for four decades. Trust in the federal government has never been lower. In 1958, Pew Research found 73% trusted the government to do what is right always or most of the time. That sounds healthy. As of 2017, that number was 18%. Do you hear that? Less than one in five. She says other institutions have suffered too, the church, the press, the professions. That's disturbing because those institutions often bolster our national life in highly personal ways. When government or law turns bad, they provide a place, a platform, from which to stand to make a case to correct. And what I want to suggest is this is going on in our personal relationships as well. The lack of trust, the lack of taking someone at the word. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words. And I say this all the time, that what you're doing speaks so loudly that people don't need to listen to words you're saying. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk, cover this word called trust. Because trust equals commitment. And if people can't take you at your word, then what kind of a leader can you be? What kind of a parent? What kind of a spouse? What kind of a team member? What kind of a positive force in this universe? So today, we're going to talk about the Hippocratic Oath as a launching point. But we're going to go into the concept of a person's word should be their bond.
5: Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who's served for 33 years said about leadership awakening.
4: If you don't think
5: you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related. And I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned and it has made a tremendous impact on my life change the course of your life by attending the next like it matters leadership awakening in richmond virginia august 23rd through the 25th go to like net. click on schedule for leadership awakening near you leadership awakening we don't take applicants only commitment
2: TwinCitiestuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams we have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a... Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are live. Yes, if you want to be a part of this radio show, 651-289-4466. You can uh, tune in, chime in, uh, tell me all about your word, whatever you want to do. We got uh, me in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, just uh, talking. You got Trevor there in Minneapolis, St. Paul, pressing the dials, looking all purty, making sure that you can hear all my purdy words. And today, we are using as a launching pad the Hippocratic Oath. Why? Because I think it's a cool play on words. You know, you really trust your physician. Uh, you tell them everything. You You believe that when you go to see a doctor, whether you're talking about a heart surgeon, whether you're talking about a family physician, that that pretty certificate that they having on that they hold on the wall, that they hang on the wall, is real, right? I mean, let's be honest. You go to the nicest surgeon in the world, uh, but you want to make sure that when he puts you under and he cuts you open, that he actually knows what he's doing. There's a lot of built-in trust. You assume when a doctor uh, gives you a prescription, that's what you're supposed to take. You assume when a doctor gives you a recommendation, that's what you're supposed to do. You assume. And if you think about it, where else in your life? And some of us don't even have that trusting relationship with the doctor, but do you have other relationships? Are you that type of a relationship for another person? And see, those are the type of questions we ponder, we consider on this radio show. That's why we do this radio show, to to maximize the potentials that we were created with, to to help us be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. We call that being under construction, right? That's why I believe this can be one of the most important hours of the day that you spend anywhere. Because when we improve the person, we improve their performance. And when we improve their performance, we improve all relationships, both business and personal. And let's be honest, we get so busy going through life that we forget to, to focus on the daily stuff, that we forget to take a peek uh, at what type of example are we setting. Because remember Do- uh, Dr. Alfred Moravian uh, he basically uh, broke down um, an agreement-gaining presentation when you're working to gain agreement with somebody. It's really important because he, he classified it in that regards, although I think it's applicable in most areas. But he said that it's important that when we're studying communication, one must look what uh, beyond what is being said. And this goes in a lot of work I've done with transactional analysis, uh, Dr. Eric Byrne. We've got to realize, and Dr. Byrne was the first one that said that, hey, we've got to look at how the words are being delivered. You know, accents on particular words, changes in tone, volume, as the nonverbal signs accompanying those words, you know, body language, facial expression, all that tell a story. And so TA, Transactional Analysis, pay attention to all these cues when analyzing a transaction and identifying which ego states are involved, okay? And we've talked about this before, and I talk about it a lot. So... But there's some work done by Dr. Albert Moravian, Uh, and uh, actually Byrne passed away, I think it was 1970, before Moravian's work was actually published. But Moravian worked quantitatively, proving the importance of nonverbal cues in communication. According to Dr. Moravian, when an individual is speaking, the listener focuses on the following three types of communication. Actual words, only 7%. The way the words are delivered, you know, the tone, the accents on certain words, the timber, the, the pace, the volume, all that, 38%. And then the facial expressions, 55%. Isn't that incredible? And so why I say all this is, is, so you realize, you know, our words are just a small part of communication. And as we're building relationships or have built a relationship, boy, what you're doing speaks so loudly that no one really needs to hear a word that you're saying. And let's be honest, we live in a a time of hypocrisy that I don't know if if it's ever been equated before. I mean, let's just be honest. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care if you sit on the right or sit on the left. Uh, I don't care if you think Donald Trump is good or bad. Uh, I don't think if you think Hillary Clinton should have been reelected or she was cheated, whatever it is, okay? All that aside, let's be honest. There's a lot of hypocrisy going on. And what are our kids seeing? What are we seeing? We're starting to get pessimistic. We're starting to get doubtful. And the problem is when we start seeing it in the world, we do start transferring it, translating it to our individual lives. I mean, let's be honest. I don't care what, who you voted for. Just take a look at how Hillary Clinton was treated. I mean, she, she scrubbed a hard drive under investigation. You and I would be in prison for that. I mean, everybody in her that they interviewed for her case was given immunity before they ever said a word. So they never had to worry about anything. Now take a look at that. Now take a look at how everybody in Trump's world is treated. If you're conservative or you like Trump or around him, if you don't hate him, boy, you have a different standard of justice for you. I mean, let's just look at Samantha B. versus Roseanne Barr. I mean, let's be honest. If you're on one side, you can say anything you want about anything that's on the other side, but if you're on the other side, you have to parse your words. You have to walk gingerly, right? I mean, the perfect example: Jim Acosta. You know, two years ago or four years ago, he was uh, salivating over John Legend. Oh my gosh, John Legend was at the White House talking about prisoner reform, and I mean, if you ever choose to run, you let us know first. You were such a god. You were. I mean, I watched the interview; it cracks me up. And then that same Jim Acosta, three years later, ripping into Kim Kardashian, uh, for being at the White House talking about prison reform. She shouldn't be here. What's she doing? Having a celebrity. Now I'm not a fan of Kim Kardashian. I think the, you know, keeping up the Kardashian has done more damage to our women than Harvey Weinstein has. I'm just being honest with you. And Harvey Weinstein's a pig. And so you've got to realize that there's hypocrisy out there. And, and why does that matter? Because, as you saw earlier, people are losing faith in institutions, using faith in law enforcement, using faith in, in government. I remember when, I was, uh, when my wife, Val, and I met, uh, the IRS was harassing me for like six years, made me lose a business, uh, cost me my home. Uh, they said I owed them money. I said they owed me um, $60,000. Uh, they put a lien on my property, they froze all money coming to me, and, and they were harassing me. And, and I would tell Val that, and she's like, oh yeah, right. And I said, you know, all this. And then finally, while she was with me, they sent a letter five years later saying, we were wrong, sent me a check for $60,000, seventy. I don't remember the amount, $70,000, $80,000, said we were wrong. I already lost my house, I already lost all this other stuff. And part of it was because I sent dirty letters during Obama's time saying, I'm not going to stand for your salt on the Const- Constitution. So I was targeted. But Val is so funny. She thought, yeah, right. Come on, you little nut job. But for her to see that letter and to see that check and to see them five years, they did damage. I mean, they destroyed a lot of things in my life. But that's okay. But to see that I was actually telling the truth, I was a man of my word. And ladies and gentlemen, my parents, parents, you got to think about this. Do your kids... Know that your word is your bond. You know, when I was, a ki- when I was raising my kids on my own, I, I really was aware of the belief systems I was teaching them. And I really wanted to teach my kids that daddy didn't lie. And I'm not saying I haven't told a mistruth now and then. I'm not saying that I haven't done some things that I'm not proud of when I was raising my kids. The key is I never did around my kids. I was always aware of what they saw, what they heard. And I made it my point have i ever said i was going to be somewhere that if i have ever said that i was going to do something that if i have ever put a consequence on the table if you do a then i'll do b i always follow through on b even if it killed me why because i knew that it was a series of repeated events see we create culture in our life we create culture and you could tell It's like, have you ever went up to an animal, like a dog or something at someone's house or a stray animal, and you go to stick your hand out to pet it, and it flinches and goes back? Why would that dog do that? You know why. Because that dog is used to one pattern. Every time a hand came at it, it would hurt it. And so now you have a loving hand, and you come at that animal. But that animal has a different pattern. has experienced a different culture. That's why I hit culture all the time. As you're creating your culture at work, as you're creating your culture at home, are you aware of your repeated uh, events, right? Because that's what culture is. It's the customer beliefs, social forms and material traits of a group, right? The characteristics, features of everyday existence. And it's time to do a gut check here, a truth check. Is your word your bond? Why does that matter? Because trust equals commitment. you got to get this. And if your word isn't your bond, if people don't take you at your word, if when you say something, it does not stand for something, how will you ever build relationships? Because think about this. If people can't trust you, how can they commit to you? And if people don't believe you're trustworthy, how can they commit? Right? If you can't trust someone, it's going to be hard to commit to somebody. And if you believe someone's not committed to you, guess what? It's going to be really hard to trust them. Culture is a set of shared attitudes, values, goals, and practices that characterize an institution or an organization. And today, I'm going to pose the question, can people trust you? Can people take you at your word? We speak roughly 100 to uh, 140 to 160 words per minute. I can get to 180. And you've heard it say that a picture is worth a thousand words. So one picture of a lie, one picture of non-trust, one picture of you breaking your word is the equivalent of six to eight minutes of non-stop dialogue. You know, my favorite definition of integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody's looking. So I'm going to question you today. I'm going to challenge you. Did you take a Hippocratic Oath? I don't mean because you're a doctor. Because your words and your actions are not the same thing. The definition of hypocrite is a person who puts on a false appearance of virtue or religion. A person who acts in contradiction to his or her stated beliefs or feelings. I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and we can go through all the leadership characteristics in the, word, in the world. But if your word is not your bond, if people can't take your word and go to the bank and cash it like a check, then they're going to stop taking your checks. And so as we build a foundation for leadership, leading our teams, leading our families, leading ourselves, making an impact, leading others that we're going to meet today, that if your word is not your bond, then I'm going to suggest you don't get followers because you're just going to prove a point that many already believe.
1: Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results, and myself included.
5: Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 14th through the 16th. That's likeitMatters.net. Leadership awakening.
1: We don't take applicants, only commitment. Hello, I'm Mark Stoman, president of WNAB Audiovisual. WNAB Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com.
5: Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022.
4: Like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and I'm so glad that you choose to join me on this radio show where we get to learn a lot about each other. You know, I just learned that uh, Trevor's not perfect, and you can learn about me that you've known for a long time I'm not perfect. So, uh, you you know, as we walk through life with your leader, with your friends, with those people in relationships, you learn a lot about them. You learn a lot about what they say and what they do. You start seeing patterns. And, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of our relationships go back to unconscious things. And that's why we have to be under construction. Because there's only so much that we're consciously aware of what's going on. That's why I do this radio show. That's why we are not only a nationwide on iHeart, but we're going now into local markets. So if you don't know, you can listen to iHeart Radio. We're connected to our, our uh, station there, Wellness Radio 1570, there in Minneapolis. So iHeart Radio, you just got to query Wellness Radio 1570. Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m., and then replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Wherever you are in the world, if you got that app, iHeartRadio, you can listen to us at those times. We're also in the beautiful city of St. Louis. Uh, We play every evening uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. on 95.1 FM, 1260 a.m., we're in the, locally in the market of Twin Cities uh, Wellness Radio, of course, on so, uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. You can listen again, uh, 8, 8, uh, 9 to 10 a.m. on AM 1570, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. You can also now listen to us in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, every evening from 6 to 7 p.m. And boy, I've been excited because what's going on in Richmond is really cool. We're doing our first class up there in August. And I've had about four or five people now from Richmond reach out. We are starting a fire in Richmond. Uh, and so if you want to see our schedule, by the way, go to likeitmatters.net, like it matters plural, .net, and there you will see our schedule. And today we're talking about the, the concept that trust equals commitment. If your word and your actions don't connect, if they're not saying the same thing, then, ladies and gentlemen, um, you're, you have a problem because people uh, will stop trusting you. People will stop following you. People will passively, aggressively resist you. You won't know it to your face. You know, I, I, I heard a story a, a while ago, and I, I just was on the Internet and searched it out over the last couple of days and got verification. I don't know the name of this harbor, but there's a there's a certain Italian harbor uh, where sailing in this harbor can be hazardous. I mean, there are, there's only this narrow uh, p- uh, pathway through the middle, and there's rocks and all that on each side. And boy, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to get shipwrecked. You're gonna get, uh, the boat's going to be destroyed. Um, and so to avoid a wreck, what they do is they, they, they put these three towers, they put three lights on these towers. And to avoid a wreck, these ships will align themselves perfectly with these three lights. And when they're going down this right narrow path, they will know because when the captain sees these three lights as one, where all of them are lined up so now he can only see one light or she can only see one light, then that person, that captain, knows that they're safely proceeding up the narrow channel. And I want you to think about That's a great message, a great metaphor uh, for a leader. That's what we should be leaders we should be able to to have that trust in those that follow us that when they can line up our our words they can line up our actions they could w- line up our heart when those three things are lined up that they know that they can trust and you know there are four C's the leadership I teach this in my leadership adventure class there's clear vision uh, there's communication there's consensus Those are the second, third, and fourth C's, but the first C is commitment. And commitment's always about trust. It's like the chicken and egg. How can someone trust you if they don't believe you're committed to them? And how can someone commit to you if they don't if they can't trust you? Boy, that should be a little ouch. You know, I have a pastor friend of mine says you can't say amen, you say ouch. Because that's to be an ouch moment for some of us in our personal relationships. Do your kids know your word is your bond? And by the way, you can do everything right and your kids can go off the deep end. So just because they're acting up and all that doesn't mean you did something wrong. But did you make a conscious effort when you said you were going to be at a place? Were you there? When you said there was going to be a consequence, if A, then B, did you always make sure that B came through? My son Benai is three years old. And the reason I love talking about children, whether you have any or not, because I equate them a lot to people you get to lead, people you get to manage, people that that choose to follow you, people that sign up for a company, get a job that they have to follow you because you're above them. Can they do that? Can they trust? Do they know your word is your bond? When you set deadlines, did you follow through? When you set consequences, did you follow through? When you said you were going to do something good if they did something, did you follow through? When it was a real crisis, you say it was a crisis, or is everything that doesn't go well as a crisis? You know, my wife is such a blessing to me. She's such a supportive. You know, uh, uh, the other day, it was really uh, struggling. Really, there was a lot going on. We pulled all direction, and I'm doing 22 things at one time, and, and she sends me over, and she asked for something. I said, I don't have time to, to take care of that yet, but here's what I think I'm going to do. And she sends back a text, awesome. And, and I'm like, awesome? Well, what? What's she saying awesome about? So I, I text back, awesome. I go, I, I don't, told you I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to do this. And I said, but what you say awesome about? And she goes, oh, I was just wanting to be supportive. <laughs> and to me, I'm scratching my head like, boy, all of a sudden now, every time she says awesome, am I going to just say that's a checkbox? Or every time she gives me a word of encouragement, am I just going to say that's a checkbox? She doesn't really mean it. She's just saying those words. And that's why one of the things I do in my training, my training is intense, it's leadership boot camp, and I make sure I tell people, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. And I make sure I follow through, even if I like that person, even if I don't, because I want to make sure that they understand this training is going to be the toughest thing they ever do. This training is going to be different than every other training. This training is truly going to have impact that will last for a lifetime. And because most people out there say one thing and do something else, and so today... As I'm establishing this concept that your word and your bond need to be the same, i got some great news for you. I'm going to teach you, let's say, up until now, let's say moments in the past because you didn't know Mr. Black. Let's say there were some opportunities you had in the past uh, where you did not follow through. Where maybe trust has been broken, where you need to reestablish trust, where you need to to gain that uh, that commitment back with a person. You can do that. So remember, the definition of a hypocrite is a person who puts on a false appearance of, of virtue or religion. A person who acts in contradiction to his or her state of beliefs. But can I give you another word? Integrity. Integrity says firm adherence to a code of especially moral artistic values, incorruptibility. Second definition is an unimpaired condition, soundness. Third definition, the quality or state of being complete or undivided completeness. You know what integrity is? It's when your word and your bond say the same. It's your word and your deed say the same thing. The definition of insanity is doing the right thing even when nobody else is looking. And when you're in doubt, make sure you do what you said you're going to do. It reminds me of words I heard. I don't know who wrote these words, but it says, My bond, my promise, my word, my love that I give to you, my words that I speak to you, my heart that I give to you, is my honor, it's my bond. To always be true, I give this to you. For life will be true. That bond can never be broken. No other woman can catch my eyes. No other woman will be inside. Like the way I placed you by my side, that is my bond, my promise, my word, that I will be always true to. You know, and that's really when you stand up the altar of God and you say to that bride, that person, I do, I will. I will. You always say the number one cause of divorce in this country is called marriage. Because people say, I do, but they really mean I'll try. People say, I do, but they really mean I'll give it a test drive, see how it works out. And a lot of us have a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. I remember when, uh, when I was growing up, when I was on my own, the thing was never trust anybody over 35. Because they're going to make it up. That's why we don't trust politicians. We have enough history, enough experience. Even the good people, they go with this good intent to get to Washington and make a difference, but the system is so corrupt. you know. And so today, I'm going to go through the concept of rapport, how to establish rapport, how to connect with people, no matter what the past is. You know, I was doing my Bible study this morning, my daily devotional, and I got this, this great book, uh, a daily, it's called uh, Streams in the Desert by L.B. Cowman. And today's was when a shipbuilder wrecks a boat, Does he do so only to keep it on the scaffolding? No, he builds it to sell the seas and to weather the storms. In fact, if he does not think of strong winds and hurricanes as he builds it, he is a poor shipbuilder. In the same way, when God made you a believer, he meant to test you. And when he gave you promises and asked you to trust them, he made his promises suitable for times of storms and high seas. Do you believe that some of his promises are counterfeit, similar to a life vest that looks good in a store, but is of no use in the area. Isn't that powerful? Our word of promise should be tested. It should be quote, tried. You know, that's why I love uh, Charles Spurgeon. He said, oh beloved, I plead with you not to treat God's promises as something to display to museum, but to use them as everyday sources of comfort. And whenever you have a time of need, trust the Lord. Go to the depths of God's promise and claim whatsoever you will, the blessing of God will not fail you. His word he will surely fulfill. How can God say no to something he has promised? And I'm not suggesting that you are a God or could be a God. But in your world, you might be a little G God. The buck stops with you. And I'm going to suggest if your word and your deeds do not match, if you do not have integrity, and let's say today because of Mr. Black up you want to draw that line in the sand. And you say, yeah, Mr. Black, up until now, I have not been a person of my word. I have not always followed through. I have sometimes said one thing and done something different, but I want to change that today. So after the break, segment four, I'm going to go through structural ways that you can establish rapport, that you can build rapport, that you can connect with people, that you can reestablish this feeling of trust. Otherwise, how can you take people through the rough times of life? You can tell a man's religion in time of despair. And a word and a bond should be the same when things are going well and when they're not going well. And so after the break, we're going to go into structural ways that you can start establishing that commitment of trust.
0: Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I don't have one thing in my life that I can boast about.
5: Every single thing that is good is a direct result of Christ's salvation in my
0: life. Matthew uh, is one that you might be talking to if you call our number. He's my son-in-law. We've established a great relationship over the past few years, and we pray that that might continue as he serves in the capacity of of running the office. Well, when someone calls, usually
5: I just try to see what their needs are and whether it's estimating for gutters or a roof or a repair, the roof is leaking. My focus is just always on trying to honor God in how I interact with people. You know, I just try not to add anything or subtract anything from what the Lord would have us do. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today
0: and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And if you miss any of this radio show, uh, man, uh, you can go to likeitmattersradio.com. That's our uh, radio website, likeitmattersradio.com. And you can listen to this message and many other archive messages. Also, um, um, what is it? iTunes now iTunes carries us now. So if you go to iTunes, you can subscribe uh, to Like It Matters Radio. Uh, And then every day after our radio show, you will have a podcast available that, again, you can listen to at your own leisure. And if you still do Facebook, yes, some of us old folks uh, still do Facebook on the business, at least not personal, but business. Man, I would love for you to like me. We, we, uh, Val post great pictures. Uh, we, uh, let you know what's coming on the radio show. We do some, uh, some different interaction with our listeners, uh, at Facebook. So just go to facebook.com slash, uh, L I M radio. And please, if you truly want to change your life, if you truly want, uh, to take what we cover in the show and put it at the cellular level to make it work for you, then please, um, uh, stay in touch, man. Uh, go to likeitmatters.net, net, and see what it's like to take this hour radio show and put it in a two-and-a-half-day intensive boot camp to where it's implemented at the cellular level. And so today, from my last segment here, I want to talk about rapport. You know, rapport uh, is a state of harmonious understanding with another individual or group that enables greater and easier communication. Rapport is getting on well with another person or a group of people by having certain things in common. And this actually allows for trust. A lot of this happens at the unconscious level. Some of you can connect with anybody. Some of you can be dropped uh, into a group of people you've never met, and within 20 minutes, they're the best friends you've ever had in your life. Others of us, uh, we we, uh, let other people come to us. Part of that happens unconsciously. Some of you do it unconsciously, but you can actually do certain things that allow for that to take place. Rapport is important. Rapport is, is a, a sense of trust. It's establishing a trust level with communication. It's important in both our professional and personal lives. Think about it. Employers are more likely to employ someone who they believe will get on well with their current staff. Personal relationships are easier to make and develop when there's a closer connection and understanding between the parties involved. There's greater rapport. And so I want you to understand there's a way to connect with people. And you know what, I don't care what you've done in the past. You can draw that line in the sand and start doing something different. Let's say up until now, you haven't been doing the right things. It's kind of like this. let's say you and I were in a relationship, and every time I saw you because I have anger issues, I punched you. But you know what, I realize after a couple years of doing this that that's wrong that I shouldn't be treating people that way. So now I say, listen, I've been so wrong. I apologize. I am never going to hit you again. Uh, Really my goal. Uh, You think five minutes later after I have that conversation, even if you believe me, and I move quickly around you, do you think you're going to flinch? Of course you are. Because you have history. You have a series of repeated events over a certain amount of time that when I moved quick around you, you got hurt. And so if I move the next day quickly around you, you're going to flinch. And maybe a week later, if I move quickly around you, you're going to flinch. But after a while, and each person's different, you're going to realize that that was the old me, that I'm no longer that way. It's kind of like me. I've lost 50 pounds. And so if you've seen me over the last couple weeks, uh, you've noticed and you've said something. But not only am I going to maintain this weight loss, I'm going to lose more. So every week, if I see you once a week, you're not gonna keep telling me, wow, I look good, wow, I've lost a lot of weight. You know why? Because at some point the new me, the fifty pound less me, the the this Mr. Black is now the new Mr. Black. You get it? It's like when people come out of our training, they're on fire. People think they're born again. I mean, they look different, they sound different, they're talking different. And they're they're feeling this incredible energy. Now, after a couple weeks, that energy might go away, but they're still doing those things. And then some people think they lost it. No, they didn't lose it. The energy, maybe, that feeling, feelings come and go. You're not what you feel. Feelings are nothing more than a byproduct of the chemicals that your body releases based on what you're thinking, your breathing, and your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation to that physiology. The body releases 63 known chemicals. So rapport is a state in which a person is most responsive to us. It is the first and most essential step in communication. Rapport is essential in meeting individuals in their model of the world. And you need to get this. When there's no rapport, there's miscommunication or no trust. And when there's miscommunication or no trust, there are no relationships. And without rapport, without connecting with someone, without building that trust, no technique in communication can work to produce the results we want. And, you know, I go through and I, I go through different groups of people and I'll ask questions, what makes a leader? And I'll, I'll have this whole litany of words spit at me. And I'll go through all those words and break them down into skills or attitudes, skills or attitudes, without people knowing what I'm going to do. And the majority of what most people think about fall in the category of attitudes. And attitudes are things that we control, they're choices we make and trust is an attitude. It is. And you gotta realize people's external output, their words, their gestures, their their physiology is a physical representation of their internal map of reality. In order to gain rapport with someone we must meet that person on their external output which unconsciously builds a level of trust because they believe internally that we must have a similar map of reality. See, if people look like us, if people talk like us, if people act like us, they believe that they are like us, and so there's a natural trust. I mean, 94% of all black people voted for Barack Obama, someone that looked like them. Hillary Clinton told you that because she's a woman, if you're a woman, how dare you vote for anybody else because she looks like you. As, as tweaked as that sound, as weird as that sound, believe it or not, that unconsciously is what uh, what people do. That's why, you know, uh, judgment, prejudice is built in the human experience. I teach reports a sales technique, and it works. It's a science. you know why it works? Because people like people like themselves. It's also the basis for prejudice. Prejudice doesn't have to destroy somebody. Once we're aware of it, we all have preferences. We all have things we like. And I'm prejudiced against fish. If you ever invite me to a fish restaurant, I'm going to say no. And you say, well, how prejudiced are you? You're right, I am. I don't like fish. I don't want to smell fish when I'm eating something else because then it tastes like fish. I'm prejudiced. I have prejudgments of what I like and don't like. That's what the word means. You break it down, it means prejudge. And sometimes we are prejudged by how p- other people are, know us. And so they tell someone else who we're just going to meet, you can trust this person, you can't trust this person. So, what you need to realize is that whenever someone is resisting you, it's not a statement about what they are doing, it's about what you are doing. Somehow there's no trust. Maybe it could be because you remind them of somebody else. But you can establish this trust. You can identify different ways. First of all, you need to know that there are three ways to look at any situation. And part of establishing trust is understanding. You gotta be able to get outside of your own map of reality. You gotta be willing to walk a mile in someone else's shoes you got to be willing to understand their struggles, what they're going through. And if you can't, then you phrase it, I can only imagine. In conflict resolution, there's something called the three F's of conflict resolution. Feel, felt, found. And if you do this with sincerity and understand the visual cues, then you can truly establish trust consciously immediately. When someone's struggling, you understand how they feel. You get up beside somebody. And then you tell them a way that you felt. I felt this way. Now you're actually walking with them. You're showing that you've experienced this too. And then what you do? Now you make the big jump, the big shift, and you say, "I found this." And now you're basically taking them by hand and moving them in the direction. And so you got to realize we all speak three different languages. We speak in visual terms, we speak in auditory terms, and we speak in kinesthetic terms. Those are the three ways we all learn. Those are the three channels that we all process information in transactional analysis. They are the three ways that we code all experience in our memories in neuro-linguistic programming. There's visual. People who think primarily in a visual way tend to use language that talks in pictures. They want to be up front. There's auditory. In the same way auditory people talk in ways that their words are sounds. This sounds good to me. It indicates an auditory thinking. They're talkers. They talk to themselves a lot. They think to themselves a lot. And there's a kinesthetic. The more physical, the more emotional, the more hands-on type of person. This type of thinking style has words related to touching or feeling. And you can tell how people process by how they sit, by how they gesture, by how they talk. This is my background in neurolinguistic programming. So I don't know what you've done up until now. I want to give you some hope. That no matter what you've done, if you've been trustworthy or not, you can reestablish that. You can draw that line in the sand. You can make a conscious effort to be different. None of us can go back in time and change the past. If I could, I would. I've hurt some people. But what each and every one of us can do is we can do something different in the now moment. So that this moment is different than the last moment, and the next moment is different than this moment. We call that change. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does.
3: Losing weight can be so difficult. Did you ever just feel like you needed a friend at times to help inspire you along your weight loss journey? Someone that could make you laugh and take away the loneliness of the everyday struggle? If you're looking for a weight loss community or maybe even just a buddy to be there for you every step of the way, go to weightlossbuddy.com and sign up for free today. Let the weight loss buddy be your buddy. It will help support you 24-7 and applaud your success. The Weight Loss Buddy has your best interest at heart and will help by holding you accountable for all of your actions. Go to weightlossbuddy.com. Weight Loss Buddy will allow you to become the person you've always wanted to be and help restore your sense of worth. Sign up for free at weightlossbuddy.com. We all need daily support and encouragement to help us achieve our goals. And the Weight Loss Buddy is just what you need. Check out the testimonials on the website. Go.